Hello and welcome to the podcast. 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 I am one of your cats. My name is Samuel Brady. That is what I go by on this plane. And with me, as always, is my co-cat and fiance, Veronica. Hi, Veronica. How are you doing? I have had better weeks. Yeah. Out of out of all the weeks I've had in my life, this is in the top ten worst weeks of my life. It's real shit. It's not good. Yeah. So. It might be interesting to listen back to this at some point um, further along in our history and, and see um, uh, where we were at, at this point in time. So uh, I don't know what, what future you're talking about. We're probably going to have some sort of nuclear fallout. This podcast and the internet will be gone. It seems more likely now than before. So uh, for those listening uh, with the benefit of time... Uh, the 2016 presidential election has happened and uh, uh, Don was elected president of, of the United States. I like how you're calling him Don. I am. Yeah. And when I when I have confrontations or arguments with him in my mind, I always call him Don. <laughs> mm. That's nicer than when I, I have confrontations uh, yeah. in my mind with him. Yeah. yeah. It's not fit for podcasts. Uh-huh. Our listeners don't deserve to hear that in their minds. It's been a very vexing time. Uh, it's a very challenging time. The amount of injustice and horrible things that have happened to members of our family uh, over the course of this year in a way that has been more normalized, in a way that Trump and his campaign and his supporters would want to have proudly happen. Uh, has have, have been just a, a really horrific thing to see. Do you mind if I, I, I share your most recent encounter when you were shopping? Yeah, go ahead. That's okay. Because it's 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 been on my uh, mind a lot. It's it's really tough not to think about. But Veronica was wedding dress shopping uh, with her daughter, my stepdaughter Eden, uh, and, and trying on wedding dresses. And she could hear other people who were there. And if she could hear them, then there's the possibility that Eden can hear them as well. Because uh, sound can, can carry in this place. And the lady said, oh man, I just love her, her blue hair. Because Veronica has streaks of uh, blue in her hair now. Uh, uh, refer to her Twitter if, if you haven't seen that because it's really great. And the lady says, yeah, it's great. And it's good that she's, how did she phrase it? She said... And she better get married before yeah. she's deported? She said she better hurry up and get married before she gets deported. So. That was me trying on wedding dresses. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and that's that's uh, it, it's a, a, a abhorrent thing for someone to say. It, but you have to picture that, that someone saying that in a circumstance where that person's kid can hear... And the person's kid can be uh, exposed um, uh, to the idea that their, their parent or themselves are going to be ripped away from this country or don't belong here because of the color of their skin. And that instance is one. It's not the only one. Yeah. yeah it's just the most... Well, it's not even the most recent one now, but mm-hmm. just, you know, I think the one that weighs heaviest on us right now. But, Yeah. It, it, it was bad during the Trump campaign, and, you know, I had uh, kind of talked with my Cthulhu and Friends cast about it a little bit, and, you know, here and there talking about how 
it sometimes sucks to be a minority, sometimes sucks to be a minority female, but 100% always sucks to be a minority female in the South. And, uh, you know, I, I have always been very torn about living here. Um, part of me, you know, very much thinks I'd rather just be in a blue state, but you know, you're never going to escape racism completely. It's always going to be there, and you can lessen your chances of encounters by being in a place that is more accepting and uh, and inclusive. And uh, but then there is a part of me that understands that while I have the ability to move somewhere else, there are hundreds of thousands of Mexican-Americans and Mexican-American females in my state who do not have that option. You know, either their family ties are here or they're in a socioeconomic situation where they, they cannot uproot their lives and try something new. And, uh, you know, they also need, they also need that vote for me, you know? But I think that the last week to me has... I guess really it proved to me you know just with a level of finality that I did not expect that this is certainly not where I want to be forever it's not where I want to be now um, as most of you know Sam and I are working on our degrees and um, I have wanted to leave Texas you know after uh, achieving probably my master's degree and uh, I just don't think I can wait that long yeah. <laughs> anymore so you know who knows maybe Sam and I will be your neighbor soon <laughs> but uh, yeah uh, if you are um, having trouble uh, um, I, I'd recommend trying to listen to things that you know, make you happy, then maybe you phased out and sort of the franticness of, of this past season. Um, I, I know I, I listen to less and less and then none at all in uh, role-playing or kind of comedy shows. I've listened to comedy shows, but they just be background noise. Like, I wasn't cons- really actively consuming things that, that have made me happy uh, for a very long time and things that have been a huge part of me, and I just less and less and less until none. And then my, my, my feed was... Uh, uh, was news and current events and I am it, it's very important to now more than ever to remain plugged in and to support institutions that that, uh, that, that are let allowing people yes something is making a weird noise I think it's the dryer no, take off your headphones it, it's something I guess there's some feedback. I don't know. Well, regardless, so it's 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 very important to support uh, groups, podcasts, newspapers, anything that that um, helps and that helps people stay informed. But I would also strongly recommend because it was so just made such a light, uh, a difference in, in me in this week in, in finding the things that make you happy and making sure you spend time with them. I've been listening to a lot of uh, real play 
podcasts this week, and that makes me a lot more happy, a lot more feel like myself. I've been, rather than reading to fall asleep, um, just the nightmares out of my nightmare machine that is that is my phone, I, uh, I, I've been falling asleep to the Twilight Zone, which is still an often scary show, but it's just such brilliant, delicious writing that it makes me happy. I, I can't do the uh, writing month this month, although I really wanted to, and I've done it in two months past. I've never met the 50,000 goal, but I've, I've broke 10,000 each time and done something that, that just feels fun and, and, and exhilarating to me. So I'm going to delay it until after this semester ends or, or kicks up, and I'm going to try to do something like that in December, I've decided personally. Welcome to mm. that news. This is my first time I'm telling you. That's so, um, cool. November is just a fucking impossible month to do anything, right? Yeah. November is a month of just in, insane commitment. Um, if you're a student, full-time parent, and full-time worker, yeah. and, and you're achieving NaNoWriMo, could you please send me your yes. time management tips? We want to hear from you. I need in on that life. You are you are <laughs> paragon among people. Also... In your household, you need to send at least three podcasts into the internet. Yeah. Because that's what happens in this house. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Okay, so if you are a, a prolific podcaster. <laughs> prolific podcaster. Two uh, full-time students. Two full-time students have at two least two little parents. ones at home. <laughs> well, we want to hear from you. And two full-time dogs. Because I can't write and I wish I could, damn it. Yeah. <laughs> so, also... We want to be best friends. Yeah. You seem great. Yeah, you do. You seem spectacular. <laughs> but I will write, just not in November. November's, November it has to be school. It's school, 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 school. I finished school minutes before this began. November is almost over. Yeah, actually, one of the reasons that we haven't um, done a podcast this whole week, um, other than my crippling depression, has been because we've both just been school and that's it. But for the most part, uh, like I said, it, it, I've just had terrible... Uh, bouts of depression where you know be at my desk and we'll just cry I mean sob cry have to close my door reapply makeup if I feel like it but and then I get home and it's dinner homework bed and that's Mm -hmm. really it that's kind of all that I've had the capacity to deal with so Mm -hmm. although I did have a very fun time um this weekend you know, I did get to go uh, wedding dress shopping with my daughter, and you know, despite that really shitty event, like you know, I didn't have a. As most of you know, this is my second wedding. I did not have a good experience when I bought my first wedding dress either. Um, but you know, in that moment, I had so many choices where I was just like, "Well, I can get arrested in front of my daughter for doing something." deplorable or I can you know go high and not not indulge them and and not let someone you know ruin my day so it's kind of nice to uh go wedding dress shopping with my daughter and have that experience with her and you know the the important thing is that you know when people are shitty to you don't let that be something that takes your joy and your happiness because if you do that you know, they win. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you, you can't let people like that win. Mm-hmm. So, that's just my personal philosophy. Be depressed at home, but don't let them see you be Isn't depressed. there a quote by um, <laughs> Eleanor Roosevelt that sort of speaks to that, that you've had as one of your big quotes? Yeah, no one can make you feel inferior or something. I can't. No one can make you feel inferior without your... Com- without your consent. Without your consent. Yeah. I actually, um, I... 
have planners and I'm very I very consistently manage my time using planners and that's always the little quote at the bottom of my uh, of my note taking stuff is mm. no one can make you feel inferior without your consent mm. yeah, that'll so. be the episode title uh, I highly recommend the Ken Burns uh, documentary The Roosevelt's um, if you haven't seen it I really love it I, we've only ever watched it while I was very sleepy. Uh-huh. So I can say that I have seen a third of uh-huh. it. You've woken up. <laughs> and it was great. You've woken up during all the war scenes. And then <laughs> were like, what's going yeah. on? And I'm like, World War II. And you're like, oh, uh-huh. we're, all right. Keep it down, World War II. <laughs> so, yeah, I love Ken Burns, though. I yes. really want you to see the Dust Bowl, which is sure. my favorite um, Ken Burns documentary. It's what really got me hooked on it. Because mm-hmm. um, well, I saw the Interstellar version. Stop it. <laughs> Interstellar was such a good movie, and I really like it. And uh-huh. it's so upsetting that so many people dislike it. Yeah, yeah. I really enjoy it a lot. I like it. I think I really feel compelled to support and to open my heart and mind to big sci-fi things that are new that are not rehashed things of old things yeah. because there's that that's a huge way that we move advance forward and uh-huh. just our thinking it could be just giant leaps forward um and it doesn't happen nearly often enough but uh i i, I and definitely felt wonder there uh in that movie there was a few things that are kind of are very silly, silly about that movie but i on the whole i really liked it speaking of sci-fi movies do you want to just stream of consciousness talk about Arrival? Yeah, Arrival. I think we've arrived at Arrival. But we have to be very careful because that just came out. So we okay. can't spoil We can't that. spoil anything. Um, so, Arrival. I really would like other people to go and see that uh-huh. and talk to us about it. Yeah. Because I really enjoyed it. I thought it was such a cool... Um, cool concept yeah. for an alien invasion movie. Oh, I haven't told you this, but I came back to my work and a, a, a certain traffic engineer talked to me about that movie and hated it. What? Yeah. Kept saying, oh man, I was so bored. I kept hope getting really encouraged when things were kind of going to shit. Thinking, yeah, someone's going to try to blow something up, but not. where's the action, man? <laughs> <laughs> That is beautiful. So he gave it two thumbs down. He did say the same person that he went and saw the Jack Reacher film the same weekend and loved it. Said he could not have seen a more perfect movie. So well, I don't know. He's I, I opinion <laughs> invalidating. <laughs> you know that that's not good. Hey, he knows what he likes in movies, and it's action. <laughs> oh my god! That is it. Well. You know, I don't want to. I don't want to be all gloom and doom on our podcast because uh-huh. this is not what podcast is. Yeah, uh, is about for the most part. You know, I, I say these things. Uh-huh. But podcast is podcast. Whatever. Whatever. Sometimes podcast is grumpy cat, and sure. that's how I feel. Yeah, and that's how I think I'll feel for the rest of this, the next four years. Sure, I'm already counting down. Sure. <sighs> oh, were you? Saying that the transition is something you want to talk yeah. about? Yeah, so we have some questions on Twitter. Okay. And um, I would like to answer them. So it says, hey, Podcat Podcat. This is from um, at Ironic Adventure, but currently she is Biscuits and Grave Bee. Mm-hmm. I think that might be an inside joke. And if you want to hear more of her making puns, you can tune into the Highly Illogical podcast where she plays a cat creature. 
who's a cook and who only speaks in puns. Sam, we only use this podcast to bump serious shows. How do you think we are going to bump things like Breaking Bad to the level that it's at now? If you're going to start using it for your own selfish needs. All right. I, I think we've we've used airtime to plug one Cthulhu and friends from time to time. No. It's just something that I talk about on the outskirts of my life. <laughs> I'm kidding, obviously. Yeah. Okay. Hey, podcast podcast. I would really like to hear your views on blended families and the challenges you, Sam, face co-parenting. Um, sure. Yeah. So I, I'm glad that this question is being asked now because I, I don't think I'd have an answer or I would have a, a, a more superficial answer earlier on. But I sort of adopted this policy, especially in the last couple of episodes, of just really sharing my whole heart and soul with the microphone and, and really saying um, how and who I am. Uh, I, I think that, that real shift happened for me in talking about uh, uh, my past, uh, 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 the, the time in my life when, when I had a lot of suicidal ideation. But that's just to say that I'll, I'll say anything now, and and I, I feel more comfortable talking about God, things I'm like this. Very scared that you're going to start talking like how about suicide because the kids made you so miserable. No, <laughs> I love them. They're my best friends in the world. Uh, I say this, and Sam is staring hor- horrified daggers at me. He's yeah, like, this is not funny, Veronica. They're great. I know. How dare you? He loves those children <laughs> so much. Um. So yeah. So um. Is blended specifically speaking to... Um, so blended and two families coming together to be I one see. family. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so there's there's the story of, of this lovely lady who's... <laughs> Go on. <laughs> well, I'm just saying, good name Brady. Always, you gotta make I've a... always wanted to be in this song. <laughs> make a Brady I've bunch. seen every episode of the Brady Bunch. Yeah? You know? I've yeah. seen a bit, but not for years and years and years. <laughs> yeah, so uh, you, you love that show, huh? Oh, yeah. Yeah. You're oh, getting a yeah. true podcast answer while we're being so meandering about it. Yeah. <laughs> being catty about it, if you will. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, uh, so, yeah, I, I think that one of the challenges that I face is it, it isn't, uh, it, it is my family. It, it is uh, the people that I love and that I choose to, to uh, make a part of myself and who just are a, a part of, uh, a huge part of who I am and continue to be. But, it's not that way for most everyone in my life, just professionally or um, anything, and they don't see it that way or are very dismissive of it being that way. And you'll get comments all the time of people talking about family, and they'll sort of be like, "Oh, you kind of sort of halfway have a family, Sam. I, I, I guess you, you, you kind of have have people you care about and who care about you." And that is really tough. And I'm not going into specifics because I, I don't know, but I need to get into specifics of that happening, but it is really omnipresent and um, really discouraging. But there are, are very big exceptions. And so people, I, I hugely appreciate people who make a, a conscious effort. Uh, there's a number of people in my workplace who are, who are fantastic and will say something I don't treat as insensitive, but then they have friends or, or something that are, are step parents and they understand that, that, that sometimes that can be tough for step parents and then they'll, they'll go back and be very, and I just really appreciate that they're so mindful of that for me and treat um, uh, my family as, as, as something that that's hugely uh, centrally important to me. Um, but, but, but yeah, it's, it's, it's definitely a, a, a tough thing sometimes. Uh, I, I don't know that, that there's too many challenges as far as um, getting along with, with people or functioning as a family. Cause I think we function rather seamless 
mm-hmm. and with a lot of joy as, as a family. And um, everyone in this family works a lot at, at making the family run smoothly and cares a lot about the other people and their experience. And, it, and it's just so active. You know what I mean? I, I don't yeah. know that there are any challenges within. There's just personal discomfort for me um, outside and out and about in the world. Um, I think it, it may be coming from a standpoint of, I guess, uh, well, my own stepdad, when he came into the picture, it was not relatable to me. I didn't understand, you know, why he was there, or what he was doing. And he's also um, a very loud person. He doesn't really think before he talks and things like that. And um, I've always been a person that's very... Uh, sensitive to the way that people speak to me and uh, and things like that. So I always had a very difficult time communicating with him. And if you know anything about Sam from listening to this show, it's that he's very easy to talk to, very easy to communicate with. And I would almost guess that, I mean, without, you know, having talked to the kids, I think that the the thing that I would expect to hear from them is that Sam loves them just as much as he loves me. Um, that he doesn't, you know, uh, he doesn't, it, nothing feels pretend. And they know that Sam loves me and that's great. But they also understand that they're not an accessory they are a full part of that love and they have a full share in that uh, in that relationship. And so I, I think that's kind of how I always felt with my stepdad is that he really loved my mom a lot and by proxy had to love me. You know what I mean? Mm. So I, I don't know. I just never really felt fully like a part of that cookie. I kind of felt like they had this huge cookie cake and I was more like the little sample cookie that you pick up, mm. you know, and, and not a part of that family. So, gotcha. Yeah. Okay. I mean, I left that shit when I was eight. So. <laughs> <laughs> like, I gotta get the fuck out of here. <laughs> I ran away. <laughs> but, uh, so, so yeah. Huh. I think that's a well enough answer. Sure, there you go. Okay. Oh, man, we are just getting all the podcast questions. Oh, great. Okay. Um. I'll just briefly say, because Mike, Mike was so curious about it at, at Mizzle, I've recently discovered that ice cream is very tasty, and as I've been totally ignorant of that fact uh, for my entire life until now, and it took true heartbreak uh, in, in losing uh, Secretary Clinton <laughs> for me to discover that I like ice cream. Oh, no. <laughs> I wish you didn't. <laughs> I want nothing more than for you to not know this feeling. So sometimes a heart needs to be shattered before you can discover the wonderful healing properties of ice cream. <laughs> Usually, like, you'll give me a token bite of ice cream if you've got some ice cream, and I'll try a little bit of it, and I'll be like, okay, that's great. Yeah, Sam and I have a very different perspective on ice cream in that I'm like, oh, I love this ice cream. Please get your own pint uh-huh. so as I don't have to share one bite with you. I'm a curious person, so I like to taste things. Yeah. But I definitely don't want to commit. And I think that you don't mm-hmm. mind sharing a spoonful with me. I, re- I really don't. But, well, specifically because you know that that's going to be it, right? Yeah, Like exactly. there's never a circumstance where I'm going to be like, I would like more of this, please. The only desserts I usually care for are cookies or anything that's like cookie related in some yeah. fashion. And I just 
eat up that shit. Like I could eat boxes of cookies and just. Whereas I could, he can make like a whole pan of cookies, and I'm like, yeah, whatever. Oh my god, cookies! Can't, can't just care, won't care. The best thing in life. But anyways, so you had given me a spoonful of ice cream in bed, and I had it, and I went back for a second, and a third, and a fourth, and a fifth, and I was just shoveling it into my face. Yeah, eventually he has pint of ice cream in front of him, just shoveling ice cream just into his face. dripping it's down dripping my beard. dripping down his beard, <laughs> and I am terrified it's going to get on all of the, like, The nice new bedding stuff. we have. Yeah, we got new bedding, uh-huh. and I'm just like, oh my god, what's happening? <laughs> Wait, who are you? <laughs> So, so Mike, I, I've recently discovered that ice cream is a cool thing. He really enjoys uh, Ben and Jerry's caramel soup. But I feel like ice cream, what's the name of the horse that you can't see in Harry Potter unless you've seen someone die? I don't know. You know the Harry Potter books, they're like, they, they, car- they're, they carry the carriages to the... Oh, right, 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 right. Yeah. yeah, I don't know. I feel like ice cream is kind of like that. Where you can understand that it's there, you can appreciate that it's there, you think it's great, and you know, like, other people really are entranced by it, but until you've learned true heartbreak, you can't really appreciate how good it is, or what it really is in front of you. Oh my god, no wonder I've loved it so long. <laughs> my life is a horror show. Okay, um, so let's see, oh, that token has a question too. Uh, hey, podcast, podcast. Do you ever watch live streams of other podcasts and get rip-roaringly drunk from lack of involvement, I guess, and plus alcohol? You know, Token, that is an activity that I, I liked to do, especially when I uh, lived in California and had worked at a, a tough job uh, that was a little bit more physical and outside. And yeah, absolutely, I would watch live streams and get drunk. Um, that was that was something I, I really very much enjoyed doing and tried to do when I could. There's simply not time for it with the lives that we leave right now. And that said, even when I'm excited about drinking, I, I the excitement evaporates very quickly after like my second uh, whatever. I can't. I, I haven't gotten drunk in how long? How long would you say? Since... The god of tits and wine is dead. He's he's died. I've risen from his ashes. A sober, <laughs> salary man. <laughs> It's been a long time. But uh, his follow-up tweet is, P.S. Mainly asking, because that was my evening. I regret nothing. (laughs) Well, Token, it sounds like a fantastic evening. It really does sound like a lot of fun. It does sound good. I bet you I would get more drunk than I'm typically inclined to these days, which is not very, if I were at a live stream event. Sure. Like, if I were watching it talking to people. The great thing about not being a person that drinks often is that you can get so shitty so fast. Yeah. it's fine. Yeah, but it I... Co- it costs almost nothing. Yeah, but I lose my concentration so quick. Like, I can't talk or play games with people oh. in the way that I used to be able to. I just kind of become Oh, that's true. I was always so shocked when we would play games online, and you'd be like, oh, I'm just going to have a drink. And he would open a brand new, like, smallish bottle of something. And at the end of the game, which is only, like, maybe three hours uh-huh. or so... You'd be like, all right, well, I'm done with that. And I'm like, what? Yeah. I could really even, drink. Even at my drunkest, I, I probably wouldn't do that. I, I sustain my drunk for a long time, yeah. too. So. Oh, mine fades pretty fast if yeah. I don't feed it. And then I just get kind of tired and, you know what I mean? Yeah, you get a little grumpy cat. Yeah. If I don't feed it, I feel like it goes away very quickly. Yeah. All right, next question is from at Zombie Slug. The wall. 
do you think, or, sorry, hey podcast podcast, just so you know, no one ever writes that, I just put that in there because mm. I think it sounds good. Gotcha. Hey podcast podcast, The Wall, do you think Trump likes Pink Floyd? If he does, I don't like Pink Floyd anymore. Yeah, I'm, I'm ashamed that I just have so many facts floating in my head that actually could I could legitimately answer that question with some degree of, of not like pulling it out of my ass, I mean, because uh, I listened to the Empire Politics podcast when I used to very early on in the Trump rallies when they'd go to them. And an inexplicable thing about them is that Trump would want to talk to reporters about the music. And he'd be like, you like the soundtrack? I made the soundtrack myself. Love this. And the other inexplicable thing about it is that his supporters were really not into the soundtrack because it was a lot of Andrew Lloyd Webber which Trump is a huge fan of. Um, so from what little I, I know of Trump's music, um, no, I, I don't think that he's a fan of, of Pink Floyd or The Wall. All in all, not another fan of a Britney. <laughs> I will say my mom, yeah, dear, dear, sweet, sweet Mrs. Brady, um, loves and loved Pink Floyd. Like it speaks to her like other music doesn't. And Wish You Were Here is uh, probably what she would have mm. on her short list of most beautiful songs. It's interesting. My grandmother used to be a bookkeeper for this, uh, well, it was at the Tyler Regional Airport, and she would go in there, do their bookkeeping, like, you know, once a week or something. It was just a small little outfit. But they have these little commercial hangers that they rent out to little private companies. Mm -hmm. And that's where she was. She sees this huge pink airplane come into the hangar. And she's like, what? It's Pink Floyd. They had to emergency land in Tyler, Texas to get something repaired on their plane. And she didn't know who they were. And so they just sat in the office with her because it was the only air conditioned room. And that was that. Hmm. Cool. So yeah. I think she may have called my mom up there because my mom has a picture with them. Oh, yeah. interesting. Yeah. But yeah, she, she was uh, too old to, to get it. Gotcha. My mom really likes Pink Floyd. Yeah, my mom, my mom is all about it. All right. Well, yeah. I hope you enjoyed this episode of Podcat Podcast. Whoa, we have so many questions. Yeah. We, we're going to start another episode. Okay. Stay tuned. You can find me on po on podcast? On podcast. Oh, my God. You are not marrying an idiot. <laughs> I know that. <laughs> you can find me on podcast at Creeptastic Sam. Or at... No, you cannot find him at podcast. All right. Come on, dummy. All right. You can find me at internet at Creeptastic no! Sam or at Podcast or at Illogical Show. Um, yeah, that's me. My name's Brady Sam. Go ahead. I'm on Twitter at Typical Veronica. All right. That's all I got. Goodbye. Bye. Back on deck. Oh.